previously, we uh, saw our party uh, encounter a uh, small tribe of white dragonborn traders who sell insect mounts and a violent encounter begin to erupt before a large booming noise upset the very delicate balance of the terrain the party and these dragonborn were standing upon causing a massive cave-in of this large empty uh, cavernous uh, area below where they were standing Uh, surviving the fall miraculously they were able to wrangle two of multiple insectoid mounts guarded by these dragonborns Having a brief uh, physical encounter with one of them that came upon them during this, uh, resulting in both Maisel and Drang falling unconscious very briefly. With the assistance of Ozzy, he was able to uh, save them and ensure that the party was uh, able to, with the aid of these new insect mounts, climb their way out of this massive cavern to the large cliffside above. A large storm brewing and bearing down upon them as the sun set. The party took respite and attempted to get some rest as a massive snowstorm began to descend upon them. You all kind of bundled up and and made a little makeshift uh, campsite uh, just outside of the edge of this now massive circular area that caved in what was one this large trench between two uh, ridges. Like I said, the sun has been setting pretty rapidly. And the storm that you anticipated has uh, come to life and is is bearing down on you rather quickly. The weather is getting uh, vicious very fast. The wind picking up, the snow getting heavier and heavier with each passing moment. Uh, Ozzy, you, uh, with the aid of the two magic items that you had in your possession, in combination with one another, managed to create a brief beacon of hope as... You took the Lyra Stone, a source of magical warmth, and combined it with your choker that brings inanimate objects to life, making a little friend to keep your buddies warm. So, as you all attempt to get some rest, I would like to know a little bit about how you guys handle the night. You have gear with you, obviously, for camping and traveling. Uh, why don't you all kind of tell me what your your what effort you're making to secure and and maintain the comfort and and ability for you to actually sleep in this storm? So, we discussed this off mic, I think, but Ozzy is also sort of resistant to cold. So, I'm sure that it was still very cold, but I think um, just between the bedroll and the rotating stone and the the natural resistance, I think Ozzy was. Um, able to at least do okay for himself. Okay. Um, I think um, Drang is largely fine. <laughs> um, she's gonna dig out a hollow in the side of this little snow crater we've built ourselves, just mostly to keep the storm off her back. But temperature-wise, sleeping hole in snow does not bother her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think, so Maisel is actually uh, vulnerable to cold. Um, mm. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so Must be tough. Yeah, no, it's not good. Um, <laughs> so I think uh, as, you know, as there was certainly some uh, tension in the group as we added, uh, ended the last time. Uh, I think she is, like, not not asking for any help, but it's like, um, you know, takes her bedroll and sort of curls up next to 
<clears throat> one of the um, the big bugs as it's still warm at the time, not realizing, like, not thinking that, oh, wait, this actually, as it stopped moving, it cooled down. Um, I think that still helps give her shelter from, like, the snow and the wind. Um, mm-hmm. But throughout the night, I would imagine, like, she wakes up and realizes it's, it's much, much colder than when she um, fell asleep. And so that, that probably doesn't give her a super great night's sleep. Bill, why don't you go ahead and give me the first roll of the stream and roll me a uh, investigation check real quick. Okay. 21. Okay. Um, so as Maisel is attempting to try and um, find some sort of warmth from the beetles, which there is residual heat um, as they come to rest, it's tough because the exterior shell itself gets really cold. Um, it's almost like insulated where that exterior layer is, is freezing, but inside is the warmth. Um, you do find that, uh, trying to get close to them for warmth, closer to the ground near where there is a gap between their shell and the earth itself, um, where like their underside is, there's this small little pocket of warmth. It's not much. It's significantly less heat than the Lyristone creates, which it comes by every so often and just kind of showers you in this bubble of, of warmth and then disappears again for a little while. That horrible thing is giving me a shower. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you, you do get these like brief like bumps of warmth throughout the night um, from the Lyra Stone, and there is this kind of ambient warmth that comes from the bottom of the beetles um, near where they meet the ground. And between those, it's by no means comfortable but you are able to at least fight off any uh, potential signs of like hypothermia or frostbite. You're able to keep warm enough to make it through the evening uh, successfully. I actually have like a like a strange Fey question here. Sure. Is Drang actually physically warm like a human person would be? That's a good question, Kat. I would say that's a it's kind of up to you. What yeah. do you think? I'm not, sure, I'm not sure whether her resistance to cold is just like she's impervious to it, it flows through her, or whether she just has a strong internal furnace. Because if it's the second one, I think she's going to just invite Maisel to come in her well, uh, so the, snow shelter. The, so the, the way that the Fae work is that they're not necessarily by birth bound to the court they come from. They can they can come and go as they please. But I do think that the, the Fae of the Winter Court find themselves naturally inclined to this temperature and to this climate. For which yeah. of those two reasons is kind of up in the air. I would say it could really be either. Whether you think it's just a matter that she runs so cold, the cold matters none to her because she is she embodies it. Or if you think it's an internal heat, I mean, that's I think that's kind of up to you on that one. I think Drang just like has a pretty sturdy internal furnace. She's mm-hmm. It's it's the same reason like Drang isn't a vegetarian, she's an herbivore. There's there's a distinction. And she's very biologically similar to a large tundra creature, which does mean she runs really warm. Okay. So I yeah. I think after a bit she's gonna see if Maisel will just join her in her little in her little dugout shelter. Do you sleep, Drang? Uh <laughs> that wasn't even in character. That was just my voice. No, I- I'm asking do you sleep because I'm I'm actually yeah. thinking that like if Maisel first um like nestled 
uh, near the bugs. Like it wouldn't start out cold. So I think it wouldn't be till the middle of the night that like I'm now like wedging myself under oh, one. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you would have noticed that. Like if, if you did, I'm happy to, to oh, yeah. acquiesce to that. So, that so Fade, Fade do in fact sleep. Like they have a, their body is very much physical. It, it has magic that passes through it, but their body is still flesh and blood and they're kind of bound to natural, the natural yeah. uh, things that most animals are. So sleep, eat, that kind of stuff. So it's I've totally up to you if you made it up, if you woke up then. Yeah, yeah I mean, I I kind of like the dragon wakes up because she's in a lot of pain. Like she has this, uh, she has this toxin. She has some dreadful wounds. It's It's difficult to sleep when you're hurting very badly. And so at some point during the night, she wakes up and sees Maisel just kind of scrounging for warmth and invites her into her little shelter. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, all right, then. So if I could have Maisel make a, a constitution saving throw and Ozius as well. Uh, it's a 19 minus one. That's an 18. 18? Yay. Okay. Yeah, uh, especially with the assistance of Drang and kind of like sharing warmth, you get good sleep, and the two of you both recover from your your injuries um, as you take a long rest and get a, the full benefits of such. Yay! Thank you, um, DM. I got a ten. Okay, um, Ozius, you don't suffer any major ill penalties over the night. You sleep fine. I don't sleep um, well. <laughs> You make it through oh, right. the evening you with don't sleep no, fine. <laughs> yeah. no issues. Right, but, tall Kenku. <laughs> tall Kenku. Yeah. yeah, immune to cold, it turns out, Kenkus. Little known fact. <laughs> just um, the tall ones. <laughs> just the tall ones. Um, <laughs> uh, the night closes and everything is just uh, bathed in darkness. Um, you all make it through the evening with no major concern or issue you you come to rest for however long you need to for your respective uh, individual uh eventually the storm begins to weaken and morning does come and the faint uh light of the sun breaks through the storm and the clouds above uh, providing just the the faintest dimmest bit of light in the early morning ozzy you're awake, you are prepared to continue the next leg of this journey, but as you rise from your meditative-like state, you realize that that your joints are, like, freezing tight, and you feel this, like, re- reduction in the movement you have. Your, your freedom of movement is restricted by the cold that is just, like, it isn't hurting you, but it's just causing you this immense amount of discomfort in movement as you wake. Maisel, the cold is, is even with the assistance of Drang, too much to sleep too long, and you find yourself inevitably woken by just the sheer cold. Drang is very no-nonsense. I imagine she's, a, is, is it fair to say, an early riser? Yeah, she's an early riser. I think lately the, the exhaustion from her toxin has been getting the better of her in that regard, mm-hmm. but she sleeps too a normal person's degree. Like, I would not say she sleeps late. Okay. So, yeah, you wake up pretty pretty naturally as well. Uh, maybe a little bit after Maisel, unless she makes an effort to, to wake you. Um, Ozzy, Maisel, the two of you find yourselves awake before Drang, um, still surrounded on either side by the two beetles you have that are just 
unmoving. In fact, they've now completely been covered over by a sheet of snow over the, the night as you rested. Uh, is there anything in any direction other than the hole we climbed out of? Make a perception check. Cool. Uh, wow. Uh, 22. 22? Okay. Nice. Um, so in the in the process of falling into the pit and climbing out, you now realize after gauging your, your position, you climbed out on the opposite side from which you entered. Okay. You're now on the opposite end of, of the, what was this trench that has now become a pit. Um, you see that directly continuing north, um, following the direction you had gone before and assuming north is continuing further ahead. Uh, you see that there's these small um, hills that kind of zigzag up. And then just in the distance, you can faintly make out this blurry, dark shape at the top of one of these hills, kind of off in the distance. Maybe about, you know, 15 to 20 minutes travel north from where you are, given the the snow and the weather. You can't quite tell what it is, but it's there. And it's hard to see it at first through the snow. And then it kind of comes into focus and you see this kind of strange zigzaggy, like wavy shape that kind of comes out of the ground and narrows near the top. Uh, Just very, very faintly visible through the snow. Okay. And Ozzy, you were, we were all pretty close to each other, right? Yeah. I imagine the, the area that was dug out by the beaver wasn't like huge. Um, then I want to slowly make my way over to, uh, to you. Like, I think, like, got up with a shot, as she is wont to do, but then, like, immediately tried to, like, be quiet and sneaky to not, uh, wake Frank. Um, so, like, awkwardly climbing over, uh, uh, walks over to Ozzy and just sort of stands next to him. I would imagine has no idea what to say, but is just, like, standing silently and looking, uh, squinting towards this thing. Uh, in the distance. Um, what are the chances that I can see any, like, tracks from, if any of the, uh, dragon folks got out or got away? Make a survival check to see if you can find any tracks or sign of someone else passing through. Um, 15? Uh, despite your best efforts the entire night you spent sleeping has left uh, an extra easily three to four inches of snow on the ground from what it was before. Even just standing up at first and trying to head to the edge of this little like circle you dug out for yourselves, um, what was previously about like like knee-high snow is up to like mid-thigh. And tracks are going to be difficult to see and you're really not sure if they survived the fall to begin with but as We're you kind of killed. look at this this, this <laughs> or when this i punched vi- one to death yeah <laughs> this very narrow field of view that you can see on the north side of this hole no sign of any tracks as for the other sides i mean it's too far away to see with the snow well i figured it was a lost cause but i wanted to give it a shot um, okay, I want to uh, take one of the um, the rations out of my little knapsack uh, and crack it in half and uh, and offer a half of it to, uh, to Ozzy. Um, yeah, I think Ozzy just kind of like eyes it for a second and then says, uh, no, nah, you hold on to that. 
Oh, all right. And then I want to take out one of my rations and I want to attempt to feed a beetle. <laughs> okay. All right. It's around now, Drang, that you begin to wake. Um, the the discomfort from your injuries and from which have mostly healed. Um, D&D's weird like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Just got a good nap and your wounds are gone. Feeling good. Uh, I'm better. Yep. I'm better. The lingering sickness that is within you still kind of like plagues you a bit. Um, and your your sleep was not as restful as you would have liked. You still have that point of exhaustion from before. But you do wake to see Maisel and Ozzy in this kind of like little campsite you've dug out. Not really talking to one another <laughs> as you wake. There's just kind of like this awkward silence as Ozzy just like denies a ration from Maisel. And then you watch him pull out one of his own and then walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tracks. And upon noticing brain stirring, I think Maisel, like, scampers back over. Trying, are you, are you all right? Much better now. Thank you. And you, Maisel? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I'm fine. I, God, I'm so sorry. I, I'm just sorry. It's all right. We are both fine. And Dryan kind of shakes her antlers a little and, Gets up, and snow falls off. Where just like it like so it snows on to ma- on to Maisel a little bit. <laughs> I am not as strong as I was. The sickness. Sorry for that too. That was. You did not fashion the thing. Zora. Trying to. Do you think? Uh, and she points up to that thing in the distance. Do you think we're going anywhere in particular? Are we just going? In... I am going to court. Uh, n- never mind. So I, <laughs> yeah, you've, I, you've you've lost her. Yeah, like, like you definitely. What what is what is in the dragon? Is kind of looking off in the distance now. And you know, Drang, that, like, short-term, the goal is head north, get to the ice wheel, find the totem, go to court. Find totem. Yes. You, I will say, whether or not it's a thing that has come to Drang's mind to think about, arriving at the totem means you leave everyone else behind. Because you get to yeah. go, they don't. Yeah, I can quick travel. You guys can't quick travel. <laughs> And I think Drang has been has been thinking about that, and that's why she very much regrets that we lost track of uh, our Briarwatch friend. Kind of hoping to like be like, here, Maisel, go with this person. Pass off the kid. <laughs> <laughs> like, leave her with somebody trustworthy. Yeah, yeah. Like, not not yeah. leave her with Ozzy. Uh, <laughs> and that's and here's the thing. Ozzy's pretty like. How can I put this? Drang has turned around on Aussie. <laughs> like, okay. Drang's, all right. Drang's, uh, Drang's all for Aussie. <laughs> In fact, she's just kind of okay. just kind of amusedly watching him trying to feed the beetle. Um, speaking of which, Aussie, if you could make he a, has prepared an, speak with animals. She's not going to cast it. <laughs> animal, animal. If you could make an animal handling check for me while you <laughs> attempt to feed this beetle, 
Drang, you do see the this faint black uh, shape on the top of the like furthest hill that you can see before it just turns into like a haze of white and gray. Uh, I got a five. Okay. You know what? Let's, oh, let's, no. let's, let's do something. <laughs> Ozzy, make a, make a dexterity saving throw for me. Jesus. Uh, I got an 11. An 11? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you feed the beetle. <laughs> uh-huh. you're, you're distinctly missing something from about the wrist, like, marked down. <laughs> There's something that's not there anymore. Like it takes a little more than you intended. Like it just it it gets your whole hand and you pull out, and you're good, <laughs> but you're missing something. Yeah. So, all right, here we go. <laughs> um. So, yeah, Ozzy is looks at where his hand used to be. I think Maisel and Drang just can see that he's just kind of vaguely irritated. Oh, yeah. Like, the two of them are staring off at the hill. You guys, like, barely out of the corner of your eye, you catch this, like, interaction where the the beetle grabs at his whole hand and he yanks it out. And you're like, ah, he fucked up. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) It's not a big deal. You two are having your own conversation as this happens, so you're not too concerned. Ozzy, you have the you have plausible deniability. You can roll with this however you wish to, but um, yeah, like I said, you're missing something. Yeah. Um, is there any chance of me getting this thing back? Uh, you could attempt another animal handling check with disadvantage to see if you can try and get it out of its mouth before it swallows. But insects are not necessarily known for chewing. Yeah. They mostly just, like, turn it into goo and then swallow it. What it took yeah. from you, luckily, won't dissolve so quickly. Yeah. Oh, fuck. This is not great. Lynn's <laughs> being so vague and mysterious. <laughs> I want to watch it. Yeah, I think Ozzy is just like, are you kidding me, stupid bug, after all I did for you? Um, and I am going to go for this animal handling sure and, and by all means i will again not to metagame a little bit but you have the you have two party members present whom you may or may not want to let in on what's happening but you could also ask for assistance mm. depending on ozzy's ozzy's disposition to asking for help yeah I oh think, no i think ozzy is not normally one who's super keen to ask for help but this situation requires some assistance so yeah, Ozzy um, eyes what he's missing, <laughs> and it's just like, are you kidding me? And then it's like, uh, hey, uh, can I get one over you? One of you over here, whichever one's best with the bug. And Drang gets up, but kind of wordlessly <laughs> assumes that it is her. And um, what do you need? All right, so we gotta be quick about this, but uh, this thing just. Uh, bit something off of me that I really need back before we got to cut it open and I need what? to take it out. I, I, yeah, let, I'll explain later if we could just keep keep it moving, you know? Okay, I think I'm going to... Uh, Drang, what's your passive perception? And Ozzy, are you trying to hide it? Um, I think not like crazy, but I think Ozzy is just kind of letting his arm hang down and like... Sure. So layers of fabric or just yeah. like 14 okay 
you don't know what uh drang but there's something weird about ozzy's hand like arm is the fabric of his the layered fabric is just like dangling kind of loosely in an awkward way um it's it just catches your eye for a brief moment not nothing specific but you're too focused your attention is mostly focused on helping him because you know he's asked um yeah and my animal handling was 19 by the way okay oh Um, sorry i'm i did make the assumption that was what i should roll here Yes, and were you going to use speak with animals as well, or are you just doing the animal handling check? I think last night Drang learned to save more spell slots. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you finesse it a little bit. Um, it's going to be great. And it gets a little gross because you, like, you're able to distract it and calm it, and its mouth opens. And in the brief moment where it opens, it's, like, massive, like, gooey mandibles, which just, like, exhale this, like, heat which is incredibly unpleasant for you. Like, you just don't... It's too warm. It's like reaching into an oven while it's on. Um, You reach in, and you grab something hard and, like, complicated. It's weird to describe (laughs) it that way, but it's like like this multi-jointed, like, object. Bunch of, like, hard, round surfaces connected at points, and it's got a lot of, like, like move pliability for something so rigid and you pull it out and in your palm covered in like just insect saliva (laughs) is a skeletal human hand (laughs) looks at it looks at ozzy looks at it looks at ozzy mutely hands it to him (laughs) ozzy accepts it from drang and is like um thank you very much ah geez the the damn thing's mouth acid dissolved all my skin. Well, <laughs> that was- oh, your your leather glove that was on the hand is gone. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I guess I'll just uh, hold on to this in case I need it again. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks. Do you need help with? I. Uh, and Drang suddenly realizes she doesn't know if Cure Wounds can put a hand back on. She doesn't think so. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on seeing her just kind of shrug, I think Ozzy just goes, uh, if you wouldn't mind feeding the other bug, I think I need a break from these these things for now. Of course. Um, and Ozzy just accepts the skeletal hand and just, like, tucks it into the fabric of his, his outfit. Drang's going to feed the bugs. Let them know that they're good bugs and that they have uh, that they have been very valiant and that uh, we respect their courage greatly. We're going to maintain that 19, and you feed both of them. It goes well. Um, they both wake up and kind of, like, stand up in the snow, just, like, cascades off of their smooth carapaces. Uh, and the, like, kind of, like, eminent of heat begins to kind of, like, roll off of them uh, much more intense near their underside than on top. Uh, and they all kind of like start walking around a little bit and moving and just kind of gravitate towards you, Drang, since you fed them recently. And they both kind of just wait for something to happen. They butt up against each other and like one of them starts skittering sideways and they just like start doing this like awkward, like moving around in like a semicircle side to side around the three of you like, back and forth as they're waiting for something to happen, and they keep, like, knocking into each other with this, like, 
animals are so stupid. <laughs> Bugs are dumb. Um, I want to wall, wall lost, lost hands to bug. <laughs> outsmarted by a bug. And then wanted bugs so bad. I wouldn't say outsmarted, just outmaneuvered. (laughs) Bug was his passion. Yeah. Well, you know. A dog could have bit my hand off, too. It's true. No, you know what? You know what? Yeah. Uh, I want to, uh, as uh, that was happening, I was just, like, uh, folding up the the epirals and all that. Um, And so once enough time has passed that I wouldn't notice um, a skeleton hand yeah, you all, miss like, all yeah. of this as you're yeah. kind of like packing up. <laughs> I'll head over and like actually say for real this time to both of them, uh, and once again point to whatever that is in the distance. Like, I, I think we know where we're going next. You uh, you got a lead on something? <laughs> and she just like gestures around. And that that looks like the only something. You uh. You want to get killed there again or something? Look, I'm... I'm trying my best, damn it. And uh, here's what I will say. We're on the other side of that pit. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Hey, look, all right. You know, I was irritated, but a nice night's sleep and a interaction with a bug have really <laughs> mellowed me out. Do you have a glove I can borrow? Um, I, uh, I do. Uh, yeah, Maisel, uh, you actually have an entire, like, extra set of clothes. <laughs> uh, I don't. We lost that whole big thing of them. Mm. Oh, shit. That's um, right. You lost your trunk in the... Yeah. In the fall. In the fall. Um, and so I just, like, desperate to, um, <laughs> like, make this not this horrible. Uh, I just take my glove off and keep, like, put my hand in my pocket, take the glove off from inside the pocket, and then with the other hand give him the glove and I just leave that hand in my pocket <laughs> make make a sleight of hand check for me yeah. am I doing it against myself should I try to beat myself with that sleight of hand you're gonna get scolded if we catch you doing this um, here's the thing that's the fourth roll I've done and it's the fourth 19 I've gotten so that was a 21 yeah you Ozzy you don't know any better you're just like man it's it's weird that she keep like she kept her. She didn't pull it out with the hand that was in the pocket, but whatever. I don't know. It's a glove. Oh, that Maisel's such a card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess Ozzy just uh, shrugs and uh, takes the glove and is like, uh, "Thank you for this," uh, and turns and walks off to kind of be off by himself for a minute. <laughs> um, cool. I'm like pushing for people to start walking. I'm like gonna like try yeah. to like pick stuff up and start trying to. I guess, coerce the Beatles to start moving. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go wake Zeph up. Oh, yeah! <laughs> he's, he's, like, asleep, shivering, now that one of the Beatles has gotten up and moved, and, like, he is... Ozzy, I imagine when you woke up, you collected the the Lyra stone. Yeah, I think I just... Ozzy was just assuming that by taking it away, he would wake up. But. Yeah, it's like it's standing no. on top of Zeph, like doing a little dance, like a little like rubber hose cartoon dance, where it's just like, and then you just yeah. like pick it up and walk away with it, and then he, Zeph just starts shivering until eventually he wakes up, and he like gets himself off the ground, like one side of his his uh, winter cloak is just like frozen uh, to the ground as he gets himself up. And when I went to um, 
do that, I would like to come back with with a gloved hand, back where it needs to be. <laughs> sure, yeah. You got your hands. Your hands <laughs> with mismatched gloves. Um, as you approach Zeph and he gets up off the ground and he, uh, he looks at you and he says, so what's the plan now? And he looks back at the hole. <laughs> and that then at so you. <laughs> well, we're going to try not to fall into any more pits, I assume. Um, Great idea. I'm on board with that no idea. There's no chance that'll happen twice. <laughs> uh, your, your pal Maisel thinks she has something up ahead, so I guess we're going there. <laughs> All right. North it is. And he, Such like, a bummer. grabs yeah, his bag and this guy. <laughs> throws it on his shoulder. Our emo pal. <laughs> All right. Oh, I mean... I'll, I'll give Zeph one of my rations, too. Thanks. And he snaps off a piece and starts munching on it. Uh, as you guys begin to uh, collect yourselves and head uh, northward, um, are you heading by foot or mounted? Uh, I am not going to be mounted. I think I established last time. I'm going to be walking like right next to the bugs within enough of the sphere where they like you know, are melting the snow to still be able to walk. Um, but okay. I'm going to refuse to get on top of the bugs. Sure. You know, you, you notice the Maisel? snowshoes, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Maisel, you actually notice that like standing at ground level right next to these beetles is actually starting to get like uncomfortably warm, even for you. Because it's just I'll like take these gloves off. <laughs> yeah, it's like this, like this, like sh- just at the bare, the edge of their carapace is just like this wave of heat that melts the snow like instantly. Okay. Um, it's not gonna, move. Yeah. It Go doesn't ahead. harm. It doesn't harm you, but it's like toasty. Like you feel yourself starting to sweat a little bit standing right next to it. Okay. Uh, as as for the rest of you. I think Drang is going mounted. She likes the beetles. They're her it's friends now. It's a lot cooler up top. You actually catch some more of the wind. Um, she despite, can also see further. Yeah. Despite the warmth oh. underneath you, it keeps you cool up top. Before yeah. we leave, I would like to tie the beetles together. Like, to make like a caravan. A beetle caravan. Okay. A beetle van? Yeah. Yeah. Beetle yeah. Van. beetle. Big bad, big bad beetle van. Carapace Caravan. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right. There we go. We, we did got it, everybody. Two. We got two. We got, two the great ones we got the good old goof with the the, the the genuinely terrible pun. And then Dalton brought us that Big Bad Beetleboard reference, which just like cut so deep that I might die. <laughs> um, right. But I, I would like to be riding on a beetle. Okay, cool. Um, are you and Drang riding together or separate? Like one on each, and who's in front? Um, I think Drang should definitely be in front <laughs> on yeah. the lead beetle. Um, I'll ride on the back one just to make sure it's cool. Okay, Zeph rides, Zeph with, Zeph you? rides you, yep. with you. Yeah, he yeah. he climbs up on his own. He doesn't even act, like wait to be told. He doesn't want to walk. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave, but Shortwave does way more than just host our audio. Shortwave builds our feed, gives us audience analytics, packages our player, 
and gives us a free website too. But the coolest thing is that Shortwave stitches our content together automatically, so we can do things like swap this ad out for another one whenever we want, or change the outro on all of our episodes at once to announce new projects. Whether you're starting your first podcast or migrating your incredibly successful one over, Shortwave is super easy to use and comes with a free 14-day trial at GoShortWave.com. That's G-O-S-H-O-R-T-W-A-V-E.com. Get started with hosting, syndication, analytics, web players, and dynamic content stitching at GoShortWave.com. You guys ascend these like these like rough um, hills and kind of zigzag up, and you finally get to the top of that large hill, just at the distance, uh, beyond your vision. And coming into view, that black shape becomes very clear as a uh, long dead tree that is just barely sticking out on the top of this hill, with its bare branches stretched out, and Tied to the lowest branch is this long charcoal gray piece of fabric that is just waving in the wind. Are we like at it? Did you say we're like we're a hill mm-hmm. away? You just crest the top of the hill and come got to it, where you're it. within like direct like distance close enough that you can see it clearly. Okay. Spitting distance. Yeah. <laughs> this is ominous. Yes. <laughs> yes? I was going to ask if it was a friend of yours. <laughs> yes. It's a Ra- really? <laughs> no. Oh. I was appreciating your joke. It was good. <laughs> um, I, do you think <laughs> this could have been D- Demetra? Do you think he left it? That was his name, right? That maybe, would seem maybe to be his it way. doesn't seem like he would have just run off. Mm, doesn't it? <laughs> like, I think that's cat. Cat is saying, doesn't it though? <laughs> and Dran kind of like tilts her head at it. This is, it is ominous. Uh, there's no use staring at it, and uh, Maisel starts trying to trudge towards it. And I would imagine slows down pretty quickly as she gets away from the beetles. Yeah. Are you going to put the uh, snowshoes back on and try and, like, ascend and get on top of the... Yes. Yes. Yeah. I okay, do so that. You, you, you put the snowshoes back on, and it's a it's an effort to, like, get up that first, like, lip from the melted area to the snow. Yeah. But as soon as you're on top, you're able to, like, <laughs> trudge your okay. way to it. Um, it takes you, like, 30 seconds to a minute. Okay. When you arrive, uh, you find, again, this gnarled tree um, sat right at the top of this hill, and this long charcoal piece of fabric blowing in the wind tied to the lowest branch. Go ahead and make a investigation check for me. Oh, no, I'm rolling like Bill. Uh, <laughs> uh, investigation, that is a nine. A nine? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can see that it's a it's a charcoal piece of fabric, like a dark, dark gray. Um, it's tied really tightly. It's recent. It's not frozen solid. Um, so you know it wasn't tied here that long ago. It had to have been fairly recently, especially with the storm. But it's a bit high up from where you are 
just like a like a foot above your head roughly and and you can't make out too much more than just the the fabric and it's just tied really tightly and just kind of waving in the wind um nothing really noticeable about it beyond that okay um given that i'm not gonna be able to investigate more i uh, i think i try to like like squint at it and see if it says something then like try to jump and grab it and then i uh realize that like that's not going to work so it just uh i want to uh try to figure out um, you said it's on one branch, like going out. Which part of direction? The, it's it's just the loaded, the lowest branch. the The rest of the branches are are a little bit too are too high to like feasibly reach. This is the lowest branch that's reachable by like a person to tie that. You imagine that's probably why it's there. Is it's any other branch would be too high to reach. Um, did either of y'all follow me? Oh yeah, I think I'm, no, I think I'll uh, say beetle bound. Okay. I I mean, Drang's going to push the beetle forward because um, she was really hoping Maisel had learned something. <laughs> no, well, <laughs> not, this <laughs> not this time. Not this time. Okay, then I'm, I'm going to yell back, or I guess down, um, to, to Drang. Um, uh, hi, hi um, can, you, can you reach this? Yeah, probably, if it's a foot above Maisel's head. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah. especially Drang, Drang, you're you're able to reach yeah. pretty easily um, to to grab the uh, the piece of fabric. Uh, go ahead and make an investigation check for me. I am bad at this. I got a twelve. Okay. As you uh, pull on the piece of fabric, the branch kind of bows a bit. The knot is is like tight, but you see from your heightened a point of view that tied to the branch uh, tied to the branch is a small like rolled up piece of paper that's lashed down by the piece of fabric I grab it <laughs> okay yeah you you slide it out from under the fabric and it comes loose and it's rolled really tight to keep it from getting wet in the storm and as you unroll it uh, it's a little handwritten note um, written in a, a charcoal pencil. Uh, and it says, uh, and I quote, the weather is too dangerous to stay here. I'm going on ahead. Meet me in the wield if you made, if you made it out alive. Demita Anger. Ah. Well, you were right, Maisel. It was... It was him. Is he, he's all right? And Drang hands the note down. I think Maisel is like overwhelmed with uh, uh, relief. I suppose. Well, that's that's where we have to go, right? Right. That is the direction we are going. Either way, it will be good to me to know that he is safe. Well, well, good. I'm I'm glad. That's a note from your pal. Mm. It was. He's he's all right. And this is the one that left us to die in a hole. Am I right? Yes. All right. Cool. Just making sure we all know where we stand. You're a fine bully. <laughs> um, have I noticed that Maisel isn't wearing a glove yet? <laughs> oh, I have that one hand in my pocket. Yeah, the whole that's, time. That's actually why you couldn't quite like uh, yeah i was like awkwardly it. doing one of those with the other hand 
All right. <laughs> All right. So you you've retrieved the note, and beyond it, uh, with the investigation check uh, you gave Drang, there is little to nothing else of note here. Um, the hill rolls back down the other side and kind of plateaus off into a field and just goes on into the distance, which at about the 50-foot mark just turns into like a white haze because of the snowstorm. We go. Speaking of leaving others to die in holes, Pradasius. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You had an opportunity to do so and did not. My gratitude. Uh, oh, with you two? Uh, well, trying you, I need I need you to get where I'm going. Um, that Maisel, I... Ozzy, like, stops to think for a second. <laughs> like, I, I figured Drang would be mad, I guess. <laughs> I would have, yes. <laughs> you, you figured correctly. <laughs> okay, that's Cat. No, that's Cat again. <laughs> you were correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. I keep being Cat. I can't stop. Okay. It's, it's cool. Um, can we maybe agree not to go running off by ourselves when we know there's a group present who are interested in killing us. And specifically not go looking for that group. Can we just agree to that? It is a we good can. policy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Maisel, you still, have, you still have the note from Demita in your hand, just like this little like beacon of positive hope as as like <laughs> Ozzy is just deriding you passive aggressively. Uh, Ozzy's gonna look at Zeph and wait for Zeph's confirmation. He's literally not even like paying attention to anything that's happening. He's just like looking off into the distance. He's like squinting as like the snow is hitting his face. And he's got like his his hands in front of his face and he pulls his hood up and just like leans down to where he's like pressing his forehead against the the carapace of the beetle. Uh, Ozzy elbows him. Not like hard. Ah! (laughs) What? We're taking a vote here. Do you do you vote for or against running away to look for a group? He puts his hand up immediately when you say running away. The moment you say running away, he puts his hand up and then when you continue to elaborate, he puts his hand back down. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm asking, do you pledge not to go searching for a group that has actively uh, expressed interest in killing us? He looks at you and he's like, yeah, sh-. It's unanimous. When you, say, when you say us, is it like the collective us, or do you mean you guys? It, you're, you're one of us, bud. He then looks at you with... Don't the, get like, excited. No. His <laughs> eyes look so afraid when, he, when you say that, and he's like... <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Maisel I'm... is thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> you are uh, part of this this gang of morons. What can I tell you? I'm gonna die. <laughs> not today. And Ozzy uh, kind of gives him a light slap on the cheek. Um, <laughs> He's just like, like <laughs> thousand yard stare. <laughs> can we get a move on? <laughs> right. <laughs> Then forward. Um, yeah. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so each of you, all three of you. Um, if the three of you could make uh, survival checks for me as you continue northward, uh, the storm begins to let begins to let up a little bit, but vision is still obscured. Uh, the cold has relented a bit. The wind has relented a bit, but the snow is is heavy and wet enough that your vision is just like constantly obscured beyond like fifty to a hundred feet. Uh, I got an eighteen. Okay. Uh, eleven. Okay. Fourteen. Okay. Uh, Ozzy. You do the majority of kind of the the conducting of this travel northward. Uh, Drang seems to be kind of like locked on to where she's going and just kind of like keeps like dead staring northward. But you have to like occasionally shout out and be like, hey, you're drifting off a little bit to the left or the right and Mm -hmm. guide the entire group back on track. Um, you know, Maisel starts getting, like, tripped up by the, the snow, and you, like, catch her falling behind towards your beetle, and, like, you urge her to, like, walk closer so she's not being uh, tripped up. Zeph is just staring off into the distance, not even paying attention, um, but luckily he's on the same beetle as you. You kind of conduct yeah. the group as you travel northward, um, and after about a good couple hours of travel... Um, the sun gets high in the sky to the point where there's this faint halo of light uh, through the clouds. Uh, and for the first time all morning, there's an even coating of like clean light kind of bathing the area. Um, it's not bright, but it's clear enough to like make out the details of the, the ground that all were starting to sort of blend together a bit um, as you were going, guiding you in in the direction of your destination. Another couple of hours pass until eventually it's about, like, noon. And Drang, you know from experience you're getting close to where this is in the area of where the ice wield is from memory it's it's maybe a few minutes give or take away drang do you inform the party of your proximity to your perceived destination yep i think i think um especially since uh Demita said he'd meet us at the wield i think we we approach the ice field and then just carries on. <laughs> okay. Cool. If anyone wants to do anything with that information, and then also I'd like to know the marching order and, and specifics of how you all are entering the area. Yeah, I think unless anybody objects, still like drang on the first beetle, and then the second beetle hitched to that beetle, and then uh, Zeph and I are riding, um, and then Maisel, I guess, is still yeah, walking. Yeah, I, I would say she's, yeah, she's usually with or like next to the first one, and it like as you were saying, like every now and then we'll fall back, and yeah. she's at, at, at most even with the first one, at worst even with the last one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I think when Ozzy notices the kind of like drifting, he's just calling from the back, like "Yo, we got to veer left" or whatever. Um, but I think Ozzy, I would like to ask Drang something for sure before we get further. Okay. 
yeah, um, you feel free. So yeah, just as we're kind of getting there, it could even be after Drang lets us know that like we're near. Uh, Ozzy's just like, so do you just like know where we're going? I know the north, yes. Can you, do you know or do you know, know? Can you feel it? I don't think Drang sees the distinction, so she just kind of stares at you puzzled. <laughs> puzzled <laughs> All right, let yes? me put it this way. Did somebody have to teach you how to find where we're going? I have been before. Right, but the, the first time, you did you know or did somebody show you the way? Oh, I, I knew the North, even as a little one. We know right. the North. How so, else could we go to court when called? If you and to to clarify something, I sorry to cut you off, Dalton. Like for no, no, for yeah. you for you, Drang. Like this is someone asking you about something that's happened like a couple like hundred years ago. Yeah, I think we established like, Drang is about three hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's like someone being like, "So what happened three hundred years ago when you were in, a child, <laughs> yeah. first, first learning to navigate the the wastes of the land you call home?" And you're like, "What did happen three three hundred <laughs> years ago?" Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I think Ozzy is just like, "So I know you've done this before, but can we? Is there anything?" out there or is it just going to be like like it was last night are we just going to keep having to melt holes in the ground and hope for the best um tell us more about the ice wheel dm <laughs> yeah um cat doesn't know drang make a make a history check just a general history check for me history check not a particular i'm not good point. at those it's it's an Rolling easy dc i got a 10 so it's nine Okay. Um, Not gonna do <laughs> So, it, it's not too difficult for you to, like, recount where, like, major points of interest are uh, within the North. Um, you know where the largest human or, or mortal settlements are. The ice wheel is important for being the point at which there is a totem. There are several spread out throughout the north. You know where most of them are. And you've been to most of them, if not all of them, at this point in your life. Just to the northwest of the Ice Weald is another settlement. Continuing northward from there is... a Northwest from there. Yet another. This area, this kind of route you're traveling, is one of few in the north where there is a very clear kind of path from, like, settlement to settlement to settlement with the ice wield being in between uh, Gunner's Holt and uh, Arostadar, which is the settlement just to the northwest of the wield. Getting into, like, the nitty-gritty and specifics of those places gets to, it is a little much for you. You don't travel them, because usually for you, once you get to the wield, you don't have to go much of anywhere beyond that. You get to go to one of the other points where the totems are and, and continue your journey there. But this is this is of the Udin Dominion's great white emptiness. 
one of the small pockets where there is stuff is the best way to put it. Okay. So I think Drang's gonna just point out the, the mortal settlements that are that are nearest. Just because she gets the feeling the totem is primarily of interest to her. And she has still got some choices to make on that front. So I think she's going to start with, like she promised, escorting Ozzy to um, to the city. Cool. Yeah, I think Ozzy visibly relaxes. His big concern was that it was just going to be night after night of, like, nothingness and just trying to survive in that. <laughs> mm. Ozzy does not know anything about the North, so. Cool. Uh I will say, Drang, you, depending on Kat, your uh, interest in, in adding a bit of uh, <laughs> sourness to the positivity, you, you could very well say that to the direct West is just absolute pure blasted nothingness, just like a <laughs> visceral wasteland of ice. <laughs> just like, yeah, but if we went this way, absolutely fucking nothing. If you walk out there, yeah, good, good knowing you. <laughs> I think Drang is just going to say we do not go west and not clarify on that statement at all. Cool. cool. <laughs> um, that said, if you guys are continuing towards the general direction of the wheel, um, Maisel, what is your passive perception? Uh, I believe it's 13. It is 13. Okay. You hear a crack and snap <clears throat> underfoot. As you walk just outside the direct area of the beetles, um, sort of like blanket of warmth, something underfoot snaps as you put your foot down. Um, I stop moving, uh, okay. and I also I, I like put my I accidentally pull my ungloved hand out, and I'm like <laughs> stop, and I uh, I think I slowly lift my foot up and see if anything happens. Yeah, um, you see. Uh, a kind of black matted object under underfoot that kind of like gets stuck to the bottom of your foot for a moment and then falls into the snow. And it looks like um, it is a piece of wood with black feather lashed to it. Upon closer inspection, you realize it is the butt end of an arrow that snapped as you stepped on top on top of it that is buried in the snow beneath you. Okay, uh, I want to pick it up. Um, sure, make a make an investigation check for me as well. As you kind of like dig it uh, out. Ten. And I specifically want to see if I recognize, uh, I guess, like the, the type of feather. Okay. Um, you said it was a ten? It's only a ten, yeah. Okay. Um... Yep, so, so underfoot is the now snapped back end of an arrow. Uh, the fletching bent down and pressed into the snow by your foot. Uh, the head and the majority of the shaft are buried in the snow, leaving little more than just the black feathers of the fletching visible. Um, you dig it out, and it's just a long, dark wood shaft with a like very fine arrow head at the tip. And it was buried quite deeply um, by, like, several, like, four or five inches in the snow as you dig it out. Only four or five? Okay. <laughs> um, trying a... Are we safe coming in here? And I hold that up. This... Mm. 
This wasn't far down. I'm, <laughs> I mean, is anybody ever safe, really? <laughs> <laughs> the snow keeps many things. Right, but this, this wasn't much, much snow. I, uh, I want to just like, um, I guess twiddle it back and forth between my fingers. Um, and. Guys, we're unsupervised. I know. Yeah. What do we do? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I order a pizza. (laughs) Um, I'm going to pocket it for now. Uh, and assume that it probably will never come up again in the story. So. <laughs> Good. Shouldn't be an issue. Good. Um, I eat ice cream for dinner. You know what? I Since I legitimately don't know his character. Um, and then we all won the gold lottery. And... <laughs> Um, I could I could hear you guys the entire time. I kept got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought it. Uh, I want to look to Ozzy and uh, and actually just ask if he's ever been up here because I don't actually know um, his familiarity because I'd say like I was probably hearing in and out of the conversation that he was having with the um, with trying. Oh boy, Ozzy. I I don't want to speak for you, Dalton, but this is. The largest cities of the Uden Dominion are so far from the entry border on the south. Anyone who's traveling for the sake of, like, being an entertaining act, it is fucking pointless. Yeah, I think in the, like, first game we played, we had decided that Gunner's Holt was the furthest north that Ozzy had ever been before. Um, So, so, yeah, Ozzy is just like, um, you know, the, uh, the fights don't, tend to come up here, what with the being a frozen hellhole and all. Um, <laughs> so Gunner's Holt is about as far up as I made it. Sure. Well, new adventure for all of us. Uh, yeah, I suppose you could call it that, couldn't you? <laughs> uh, and I uh, continue on walking. Okay. As you guys continue forward... Um, Drang, you know that you're getting, you're so close at this point. Um, you'll arrive at the, the wield at any moment. Um, as you approach closer to what you know to be your destination, your beetle, the, the beetle in the front, the one that you're riding, Drang, gets a little uneasy as it comes to the edge of what looks like this big divot in the ground. And it kind of stops for a second and side saddles along the edge of what is... Now, coming into view, as you can see at this 20-foot sort of like bowl in the ground, Uh, it's filled with snow and kind of softened and rounded on the edges. But easily 20 feet across, there's this large like bowl-shaped indentation that after side-saddling for a moment, your beetle eventually kind of starts to descend into. And it comes back out the other side successfully. Maisel, you notice this much more being at ground level, that as the beetle melts it, there's this much more prominent kind of divot beneath the fresh snow. That's this very clear, like, bowl-shaped indentation uh, that you all kind of, like, descend and come back out of. As you continue, Maisel walking beside, you see that there's actually another one of these divots off to your right, just a little bit bit ahead, off to the side. 
as you continue forward, another one off to your left, a little bit further forward. Space randomly, these big indentations in the snow with no discernible pattern, kind of spaced out. Drang, you're aware of this kind of like up and down, but without further inspection, you're, you're high enough up that it just seems like the, earth, the ground is kind of moving uh, and, and shaped oddly beneath you. Ozzy, the same thing. Your, your height away from ground level makes it difficult to kind of really actually see the, the strange shape of these features you're walking across. But Maisel, you notice at ground level. Um, do we end up going into another one? Uh, not specifically. They're kind of spaced oddly. Okay. Um, that first one you walk straight through the dead center of. The rest of them have been positioned where, like, when hitting the the, the edge of them, the beetles kind of naturally, like, coast around the edge just by habit. Oh, Ozzy. I, uh, in the interest of keeping my promise, I will not run off, but I, I thought I should mention we're in the middle of something. Um, and that's all I know, but... From down here, we, we went through quite a big uh, hole just a moment ago, and there's another one, well, there, and, and there, and, and one over there. Within view uh, of the weather, you, you count probably about five of them total. Okay. Including the one you, you walked through. Should we, uh, should we be concerned? Uh, I looked at Drain. Should, <sighs> should we be concerned? If this is at all like what we encountered previous, then yes. Perhaps you should ride up here for a time, myself. Um. N- no, I can't. I said I wouldn't. I'm. S- I can't. Maisel, do you do you continue to kind of keep a distance, or you try to do you try to like get any more information, or? I, yeah, I want to, uh, immediately break my promise. I want to (laughs) walk at least to the edge of one of them and, like, I guess just try to, like, stomp into it, which Mm -hmm. I imagine isn't that far away. Sure. Make a, make an investigation check for me. Cool. Uh, 17. Okay. Um, stomping down, you hit hard, frozen earth in the same perfect, like, bowl shape. There's snow that's gathered in it, but it's almost like a chunk of frozen earth was carved out in a perfect, like, spherical shape, leaving this bowl behind. And the storm painted over it with snow. But it is it is a sheer, smooth surface underneath. By your best guess, um, looking at each of them, what you can see is about a 20-foot... Uh, circumference, it may be larger underneath the fresh snow. And they're all, like, perfectly this same shape and size. Trang, where... where's the place we're going to? Trang points to the, like, slightly northwest. We're going through the ice wheel and... Are we... To the town. Are we there? Not yet, but soon. Very soon. But, but what, 
how are you do you, are you sure of that and i'm yes. just like wa i'm walking around the circumference of this as i'm speaking to try to like actually measure out how big one of them is um mm -hmm. and then walking to another one to do the same just to try to get like how uniform they are um just okay. probably doesn't give any more information make another make another investigation okay. check with with advantage for your cool. your thoroughness and okay. your method uh it's only 14. even within a variation of about like a foot they're all almost exactly 35 feet in diameter nearly perfect copies hey we we should see we should see what this is these are these are two strengths i i know we have a daylight's burning as they say but but i think this is this is something um Drang, uh, from atop one of the beetles, you can faintly make out the, a line of trees that signify the edge of the weald, just off in the distance. You are so close. Just uh, humor me for a moment and bring Drang the... nods. Bring um, the... Yeah, I want to bring one of the beetles over and just have it kind of sit there and walk in the same circle that I just uh, walked to try yeah. to start melting... Yeah, you begin to kind of kite the, the two beetles together since they are tied. Ozzy, what's your stance on what's happening? I think Ozzy's finally letting it happen, but I just don't think he cares that much. Okay. <laughs> I don't, sure. Uh, yeah, I just don't think I, he... Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like I pulled us way off course. Is that fair to no. say? No, but it's definitely like a, you're... It's, it's less off course than you've like taken a, a stop almost. Because with the yeah, size, yeah. like you're you're not making any progress as you're doing this. Maybe if it was like closer to dark, Ozzy would be irritated. But for now, he's just like, whatever. As long as this doesn't like turn into a disaster, um, okay. He's happy to just let it play out. But he's he's not gonna like help. He doesn't care about <laughs> these pets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I want to I want to melt one down as much as I can to see if there's you, like anything unique along the if the ice if it melts or the actual ground. Okay. Um, you get the beetle to kind of like like kite a path around the circumference of one of these divots in the ground, and as you suspected, it, it's it goes straight down to like solid frozen earth and a perfect sheer cut of this bowl shape. There's no grooves or lines. It is perfectly smooth. Just absolutely sheer smoothness, the entirety of this bowl. Without going in and digging all the snow out of the center of it and just getting this edge, you can see this corner, this sharp corner where the earth comes to a point and is sheared off by this bowl and there's five maybe six of them within line of sight and they're spaced completely randomly no sign of a pattern highly like unnatural in the way that they're placed and how perfectly smooth the bowl is and it's placed to where like one side is slightly uneven from the other because the earth naturally has ups and downs but the bowl is perfectly kind of like smooth all the way around here's here's my question because dalton knows what this is um but 
or at least Dalton is pretty sure he knows what this is. Um, but in Ozzy's travels, would he have seen anything like this? Because Ozzy has been kind of all over. Shit, I feel like I need you to text me what you what you think it is. But um, go ahead. Oh, and make yeah. A, make. You know what? I'm not even gonna ask for a role. Um, I would say Ozzy doesn't really know. Like, I, this is odd. Okay. But like, also, you're only half paying attention. Yeah. And it's oh. weird, but you're not specifically aware of the what would cause this. Um, totally. Make just a general like intelligence check for me. Okay. Cool. I can. I can just intelligence is my lowest stat. Um, I'll just say that I thought with the arrow that it's like craters from like a trebuchet or something, like or oh. like a catapult. Uh, that was um, my theory, but I could be wrong. Just make a make an intelligence check, anyways. If you're if you're thinking about it, just generally. Yeah. speaking. that's uh, an cool. eight because I have a minus one intelligence. So. <laughs> Not sure. Not sure. It's weird. All right. Cool. All right. Never mind. Ozzy's just doing his thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not neither one of you think this is worth looking into i don't care about this (laughs) honesty (laughs) the best policy (laughs) let us let us get to a settlement where you can ask about these gather information in the safety of a shelter you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I can speak, Basil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you guys continuing onward? <coughs> yeah, I, I think continue. we're... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, you continue onward and you find this very faint clearing of... of uh, well, not clearing, rather a, a collection of uh, pine trees that are barely hanging on to life in the cold um, around the edge of the ice field. Um, it's a familiar sight to you, Drang. You've seen this small collection of trees that have kind of found themselves rooted just at the edge of the weald um, and border the weald itself. The weald being a pretty large plot of land um, surrounded by these pines. As you begin to approach, your vision goes from 50 feet out where snow obscures your vision to 40 30, 20, 10, as there is this solid sheet of snow and ice swirling in the air that just completely blocks you from seeing further beyond as you walk through these trees. This sheer surface of just a condensed, furious storm obscuring your view. And Drang, you know, you're here. Just beyond this field. Yay! We've arrived! Edge of the World is a production of Tales from the Tabletop. Show notes, lore, fan art, and information about our other projects, including the Heart Engine role-playing system, are available on tfttpresents.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Twitch at TFTT Presents. Join our Discord from the link on TFTTPresents.com. This episode of Edge of the World was edited by Kathleen Childs. Our music is by Louis Zong. 
Our cast is Kat McDonald, Dalton Stevens, Dylan Irish, Joe Turner, and me, Bill Hinderman. Edge of the World comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, and we stream listen-alongs on Twitch on the last Friday of each month. Our full release and streaming schedule is available at tfttpresents.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps more than you could possibly imagine. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave. Thanks for listening. <laughs>